0: But first, our top story covers Union Pacific, where the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division Union is fearing the potential for a thousand employees to be furloughed. Joanna Marsh is here to talk with us about it. Joanna, this comes at a time where we really thought the railroad, specifically Uber or Uber Freight, specifically Union Pacific, were really focused on rebuilding some of their staff numbers. Why now the sudden decision to furlough a thousand?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I think in, in general the, the the railroads are, um, or at least they've said publicly that um, that they're interested in, in rebuilding their staff numbers, and I think even um, Union Pacific has said um, that they're still trying to um, hire in certain parts of their network, but um, but this uh, recent sort of potential uh, furlough um, affects over. Could affect um, one, over 1,000 maintenance, maintenance of way employees um, throughout UP's network, and UP has said that I know it's because there are just uh, a, a several kind of une- I guess UP has said in communication with the union representing maintenance of way employees um, that uh, that you know there are some. F- Factors such as um, sort of the, the 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 weather events like the you know the hurricane or a tropical storm um, in California and the Western U.S. Um, and um, and I think um, you know e- even now you know volumes have improved but they still haven't gotten to where of course the the railroads would like them to be so kind of given um, given the the macro environment that not just Union Pacific but 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 other um, you know freight companies as, as you're well aware um, have faced in 2023 um, they have decided to 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 potentially furlough um, those employees um, and uh, furlough um, of course you know, just for the sake of, of defining it um, is uh, when you um, you know people don't work um, and they work without pay. Um, you know, and then with the idea that they could, um, be called back at some point versus being laid off, which is, just, you know, you, you let people go and that's, that's it. So that's kind of where, uh, the situation is right now.
0: So, of course, we know that Jim Vena stepped stepped in as CEO at UP earlier this year, and I guess that was one of the things that he really addressed was getting that workforce back up to full capacity and at the same time using that full capacity workforce to really increase their service standards, whether or not that was mandated by Congress as the rail service bill was still kind of up in the air at the time. Can you touch on that a little bit and the change of leadership if maybe... That was kind of the wrong direction, and maybe almost Jim Vena kind of gave some false hope that this was happening. I guess that could that could be what it feels like to if you're an employee who is on the threat of getting furloughed, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, not <laughs> not trying to put words in anyone's mouths, but I, I think um, when Jim Vena um, became the the new CEO of Union Pacific, I, I think um, some of the unions actually had, uh, you know. Put out statements, kind of expressing their reservations over the appointment, because um, Jim Bennett has been known as a uh, as a, a cost cutting guru, which on one hand Wall Street might like, but um, the, the unions don't like. Um, and I think there there was concern um, when he was first appointed that um, that he wouldn't honor some of the agreements um, that had been um, kind of. Just established between the unions um, and, uh, and and Union Pacific over um, not so much sick leave but just kind of like work scheduling. So um, and I think Wall Street has, has you know well Jim Veta has he 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 actually was um, uh, on the leadership team of Union Pacific before being CEO. Um, for a time, he was the uh, was the 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 point person for um, for implementing precision scheduled railroading, which um, you know is is a way to sort of uh, work schedules and to sort of streamline them. But but it's also kind of viewed as a way of of, of cutting costs. And um, and you know and, and so I think um, you know s- some have viewed him as. You know, someone who isn't afraid to to, to, to go there in terms of, of cutting costs, even though, um, uh, even though I think lately, because of, of regulatory pressure and even perhaps like you know safety issues such as East Palestine, um, there's been publicly more of a um, uh, d- desire to, to, to shift less to, you know the desire to less lean on on traditional practices like furloughing and 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 sort of I don't want to say embrace but sort of um well I guess you could say embrace um <laughs> like uh you know look into to to other measures like you know like what norfolk you know Norfolk southern does or something like which is like to 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 not uh consider furloughs as an option or like or, or to, to to not um lean on sort of layoffs as a way to uh, to, to cut
0: costs. So that feeds exactly into my final question for you, Joanna, because I think it's really important is that agreement that was reached with the union back at this time last year, which was really kind of monumental for a lot of these unions and specifically with our class ones. Does that provide any of these employees any type of protection at all? Was there anything in that agreement that gave them the protection and maybe now forced the railroad itself to lean on that untraditional way of saying furloughing instead of just straight up layoffs.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, I, I think you know, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm not an, an expert on the on the labor agreements. I, I think that there that there is language um, within the agreements about like you know, how to, or at least if not language, but but there there are standards, but like how to address furloughs should they happen and, and, and that, that sort of thing. Um, and I think um, with last year's labor agreements, I think um, these kinds of issues related to furloughs, uh, in terms of you know like headcount staffing so so um, uh, like sick leave and, and vacation leave, um, it was decided that those uh, that those issues be addressed on a kind of a more local level versus kind of covering um, uh, sort of, having something that that covers like everyone like in the US. So um so i think um you know the the spokesperson for for the maintenance of way union you know had mentioned that they're going to um be speaking with Union pacific this week and and if if those furloughs are proceeding they'll probably um you know try to um you know hammer out something of course that would uh would be least painful I guess to to, to, to their to, to their union members um, and then you know we'll kind of see how things go in terms of, of whether um, Union Pacific is able to, to call back all those employees uh, when they uh, when they do that
0: it's going to be interesting to watch for sure and we'll see if any of the other railroads end up becoming victims of layoffs or furloughs as well Joanna, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna head on over to the wall. We've got Tony Mulvey and Donnie Gilbert here for our first Carrier update this morning.